Entrepreneur on Fire 583. John Lee Dumas is here with your daily dose of inspiring entrepreneurs. Welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire and prepare to ignite. If you're starting a business or forming an LLC, LegalZoom will help take care of all the details. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but provides self-help services at your specific direction. Enter code FIRE for a $10 savings at LegalZoom. Selection, speed, and creativity are just a few of the benefits of having several designers work on your project. Start your next design project at 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Jim Wang. Jim, are you prepared to ignite? Yes. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Jim founded Microblogger, where he teaches aspiring bloggers how to grow their businesses to earn a sustainable income. He got a start with Bargaineering, a personal finance blog that was acquired for $3 million. Given our listeners, Jim, just a little overview. So take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Sure. So I I guess... A little bit about me, live in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, I was a software engineer sort of by training and trade and just happened into the internet like a lot of other entrepreneurs around the, you know, the early 2000 time period. And I got into it because I started working and I, I'm trying to figure out personal finance. I don't really understand most of it. Like, why don't I keep a journal of some kind? And that's what blogs were back then around 2004, 2005. And that's how bargaineering sort of got its start. It wasn't really a business that I thought I'd be making. But, you know, sometimes good things happen when you don't really prepare for them. (laughs) And Jim, give us a little personal glimpse into your life. Sure. Uh, Live in Maryland, have two beautiful kids, happily married. I mean, I can't can't really complain. The, what's funny is I never thought that I would be you know, a marketer or a writer or doing things on the internet, given my training in, in software engineering and writing code and doing all that stuff. But you know, here we are. <laughs> here we are. And Jim, you've had a fascinating journey that I know a lot of Fire Nation is going to be able to resonate with incredibly well. But before we dive into that, I want to start with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Sure. Mine is from uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, and it's always do what you are afraid to do. And what that means to me is there are a lot of things in life that, you know, you want to stretch yourself, you want to push yourself, but it's scary because you're pushing into the edge, the uncharted territory, and it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be natural, uh, to naturally be afraid because, I mean, that's your reaction. So embrace it and know that when you have that feeling, you're going in the right direction. I love that quote, Jim, and I love that mentality, and it kind of brings to mind for me this image I saw on Facebook that I've actually brought up a few times in the last few weeks here on Entrepreneur on Fire. It's just this white image with a little black dot with an arrow pointing to it and the words, your comfort zone, just in that black dot, and then all the white around it, the other 99% of the image says, where all the magic happens. So I think that's powerful for Fire Nation and for entrepreneurs in general to realize that the magic happens outside of your comfort zone. It happens when you do what you're afraid to do. And you know, Ralph Waldo Emerson put a great, this image really captures it visually. Powerful stuff, Jim. And so what I want to do now is take this spotlight because Jim, we love 
talking to our guests about their journey, their successes, their aha moments. But now let's talk about a failure. Let's talk about a time that you, Jim Wang, fell flat on your face. We want to learn from that, the lessons. and We want to hear that story. Take us there. So the first thing that I ever did on the internet, this is before bargaining and you know keeping a journal, me and a friend were sitting in our cubicle and this is when I'm working at a defense company and we had a little lull. I'm like, we should try to do something on the internet. So we start throwing around ideas. What year st- is this about, Jim? It's like 2003, okay, 2002. Cool. And we're like, we should try to figure something out. Like, what do we do a lot? We travel a lot. We really don't like Expedia and how clunky <laughs> the interface is. And I'm like, there's, you know, there's Ajax and all these other slick things. Now there's all sorts of even cooler technology. But back then we're like, oh, we can build something that's better, something that we would want to use. So my friend was going to build it. I was going to do marketing and figure out all sorts of other, you know, the, the other things. And the problem was, is that no one was in charge. No one was accountable to pushing this forward and moving the ball forward every single day. And eventually, because other priorities came in the way, we just sort of dropped it. And what that taught me was that I need to take control of my life. Like I have to be the one in charge. Or someone has to be in charge. Like you cannot have 50-50 where, you know, you always defer to the other person. They always defer to you because eventually things just fizzle out as, you know, life gets in the way. So that, that it was it was painful because I had all these hopes, like high hopes of what we could do. And because I didn't feel like I was in charge and I didn't tell my friend, you know, you're in charge of this. You're accountable. It just sort of died out. And it's not really like a flat fall on my face, but it was just as sad because I know that I was responsible for it just fizzling out and dying. And you've probably seen over the years that followed companies like Hipmunk and Kayak come out and just crush it because there was such a need for people to innovate and to improve and for there to be competition. And, you know, it was just this abundance of space that needed to be filled that other people did step up with the right mentality, with the right leadership in place and execute. And, And Jim, it's all about execution. I mean, I've had so many entrepreneurs come to me and say, hey, John, I want to start this podcast. You know, I'm going to have it with, with my friends. You know, he's pretty busy. You know, he has a full-time job, but I know that we can make it happen on the nights and the weekends. You know, we want to do like a three-day-a-week show or a five-day-a-week show. And I said, listen, if this is something you really want and you want to put this much time and effort into it, both you and your partner need to be on that same page. There needs to be this common exchange of values. And one of you has to be the person that can say, okay, Jim, we're recording tonight for three hours, period. And then it gets done. Otherwise, those things just don't work out. And that's why with me with Entrepreneur on Fire, I knew, Jim, I couldn't find anybody crazy enough to record seven (laughs) episodes every single week, 365 days of the year. So I went at it by myself. And that worked for me because now I'm accountable. I'm the one in charge of my initially one-man team that's you know now grown to four people. So Jim, what I really want you to do for Fire Nation is boil it down for us into one clear lesson, one clear takeaway that we can walk away with from that experience. You have to make sure that you are accountable or someone is accountable, that there is leadership. There is no leadership by committee because you know, the, no, if no one thinks that they're responsible, then they won't push as hard as they need to. And yeah, that's the lesson that I've always taken away from it. The other thing actually is something I learned from that failure is the first thing that you do, it's okay that it's a failure. I learned a lot about affiliate marketing and advertising online in doing the research for that project that I was then able to use in bargaineering. 
microblogger and all these other things that I've worked on. And so it's okay that the first one's a failure and not to be afraid to start something because you might fail because you'll learn something and that in and of itself is very valuable. Absolutely. Use those failures, Fire Nation, as building blocks to success. And Jim, what I really want to do now is go to the other end of the spectrum. Let's talk about an aha moment. Let's talk about a light bulb that went off at some point in your journey as an entrepreneur when you said, wow, this is me. This resonates with Jim Wang. This is my authentic self shining through. So Jim, once again, take us down to that moment in time. Share with us that story and the steps you took to turn that idea into success. You know, I'm writing Bargaineering and someone from MSN Money is like, oh, I want to syndicate some of your articles on our site. And this is awesome. Like there can't be anything better. Here I am, this blogger writing content, you know, I have an audience. It's great. But Emma said money. I mean, that's a huge audience. Oh yeah. And, but then there was a little bit of that fear inside me going, wait, hold on. I don't have a finance background. I'm not a financial planner. I'm not a CPA. I'm not an expert in this. i Honestly, when I took the SAT2 writing exam in high school, I got like a 500. I'm, <laughs> I'm really not even that great of a writer. However, then I was able to think to myself, you know, the world doesn't need more experts. They need more people that they can relate to. And I felt like me writing about the, you know, the young professional perspective, that isn't something that you, you see very often. And so I felt like not being an expert was okay. And that was an aha moment. That was where I embraced the fear and pushed out of my comfort zone and said, okay, yeah, let's give my work, you know, a spotlight, put it on the MSN money, you know, engine. And it, it worked out great. But just that aha moment was, it's okay not to be an expert. People are joining you because you're sort of the tour guide along this journey, not because you're this expert at the front of the stage. And don't, don't be afraid of getting syndicated and getting this wide audience, right? Don't be afraid of success. Fire Nation, listen to this aha moment. Absorb this aha moment. Here you have Jim with no real super degrees in personal finance, but writing a blog with that people can relate to because he's just a guy that's writing about personal finance and bargaineering. And MSN Money realized the power of that. They wanted to syndicate him and Jim's fears almost held him back. But when he overcame that, amazing things happened. And he ended up selling bargaineering for over $3 million. And Fire Nation, what if I had let fear hold me back? I had zero broadcasting experience. And Jim, listen to episodes one through 50 and that shines through. Zero broadcasting experience, no interviewing experience. But I just knew there were stories that had to be told. And even though I wasn't the perfect host to tell them at that time, I knew that my guest stories could still impact a lot of people until I got to the place where I could really be a great podcast host. And so I started with no experience, with no background, you know, with no radio degrees or anything, Jim. So Fire Nation, you don't need that. You just need to start, have faith in yourself, and look to grow and improve every single day. So Jim... Break it down for us. What's one lesson that Fire Nation can walk away with from that experience? Just go forward. Don't be afraid of failure. Don't be afraid of what people will say or react to what you're doing. You know, you, you said go to your first 50 podcasts and listen to it. And, you know, you're going to listen to it with a more critical ear. Because oh, I, I cringe. I mean, I started a podcast also because, you know, it looked like a lot of fun. I got to talk to interesting people. And I remember, you know, I'm only... 20 episodes in but recording the intros 
I, I must have done it like 50 times the first few because, <laughs> you know, every last thing. And then you realize, you know, it's, it's about the message and not necessarily what you're saying and all, all the other things. Like, don't be afraid that people are going to be super critical because, I mean, the people that are, they're, they're going to do that no matter what. But don't let that be the reason that you're stopped from doing what you want to do. So Jim, walk us through this. I'm really fascinated by the fact that you started this podcast. I mean, you're this incredibly successful blogger. You know, you sold a website bargaining for three million plus dollars, and you know, you're off on this next great adventure. Why a podcast? Take us through that journey. It just looked like a lot of fun, to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you. I mean, I love meeting people, I love hearing their stories, and I figured I talk to people all the time and ask about their story. I share a mine. We share ideas, all these other things. Why not hit record and see what happens? Right. And that's sort of the genesis of it. And I also like figuring things out. And, you know, when you have something that's fun, like podcasting and it's a, it can be very tricky as you know, I mean, you have an entire very valuable course about it. And, you know, I just like figuring things out. So that's sort of why I pursued it. But then also why not hit record on some phone calls I was having? share those phone calls, leverage and scale the knowledge that two people are sharing with potentially the world. It's incredible. And Jim, give us a little detail about your podcast. What's it about? Maybe one or two really cool things that have happened thus far since you started. So the podcast is there. I frame it as casual chats with entrepreneurs and most of them are other bloggers. They're also people that have internet businesses, but it's all sort of online focused and Thus far, I've just been interviewing friends and people that I've known, but you get to look. I've gotten to learn about so many different areas of the internet. I have a very strong presence in the personal finance world because of bargaineering. I started talking to people in food blogging, in lifestyle blogging, and these are sites that have millions upon millions of views each month that you just would never have guessed, just as most people would never have guessed that bargaineering was as financially strong as it was. And you just get to hear about the strategies that they use, how they get more email subscribers, how they grow their Facebook and Twitter fan bases. And it's, it's just absolutely amazing. Plus, I mean, these are all regular people that, you know, say year 2000, no one had a business at all. Everything was all started within the last couple of years. Many of them, it was not their first project. They started something else, gave up on it, sort of like what I do with my friend and the travel thing. And it's the second thing that hit it big, which is that's actually probably the biggest takeaway so far. If you were to listen all and take, you know, one message away is don't be afraid to start something. It may fail, but you're going to learn something, grow from that failure and then build something else even better. So fire nation, there's so many takeaways here, but the one that I really want to pull out is the thinking outside of the box. And when Jim's talking to people in other industries, not personal finance, not staying in that little box that he was in for so long, but talking to food, you know, or sports or health, whatever that might be, and hearing what they're doing, then maybe he can apply that to his industry. He might be the first person to apply that to his industry because everybody there is thinking inside the box. This idea might work so well because it's unique, it's different, it's powerful. And Jim, if you're looking for a podcasting pro to chat with, you have my Skype ID, my friends. <laughs> awesome. Definitely use that. Jim, of all of these great moments you've had in life, drill it down to one proud entrepreneurial moment, your proudest. So the proudest one, I think, is when I quit my full-time job. And it was a little scary because all throughout life, I'd been taught or my parents had taught me that you get good grades in school. 
you go to a good college, you graduate, you get a good job, you start a family, you know, you work at that job for 40 years. It's very comfortable. It's not scary. And that's, that's essentially your life, right? And here I was at 25 or 28. I'm like, I'm, I have all these degrees related to software and I actually started this website, which if you remember, like us being on the internet, we realized the power and you know, how, how much money you can make and support yourself and all that. But to the broader world, like all the, they don't really understand that. So my parents, I remember my dad was like, are you sure you're going to quit your job? And I told them, yes. And he said, okay, well, I, I trust your decision. And that I felt like I grew up like 20 years in that instant where I was no longer like the son of my father, but was instead my own person. And that's probably the proudest moment when I actually quit my job and could support myself doing bargaineering. So Jim, that is a really powerful share. So thank you for coming in, you know, to Fire Nation for sharing that with us because, you know, that's a big moment for everybody. I remember when I, you know, left my last job before my entrepreneurial leap and it was really, really powerful. And what I want to talk about now is the entrepreneurial journey as a whole, Jim, because you've experienced the highest of highs, you know, the selling of a website that you created for $3 million, you know, and then there's been some tougher moments too that just happens to entrepreneurs. Share with Fire Nation how you, Jim Wang, keep some semblance of a balance in this crazy roller coaster ride that we're on. It's all about your support structure your family, my wife, our kids, my parents, you know, friends, other entrepreneurs that, you know, I can share ideas with. I mean, because, you know, on the internet, things can change so very, very quickly. You can have a Google or algorithm, Panda and Penguin, like chop your legs out from under you. You can have Pinterest decide your spam site and there goes, you know, all that Pinterest traffic. There's just so many things, but that support structure is crucial to keep you sane and not get stuck in the, you know, the that constant roller coaster because it's it's very easy to get beat up when when your business isn't doing well and you can't really do anything about it. If Google decides that you know they don't want to rank you as high as you used to be, like what well, you can't do anything, right? And then you're struggling to replace that income and then all that stress and it piles on you. And if you're doing it full time and you're the primary breadwinner, that's even more pressure. So having someone that you can talk to, you can lean on, that's I think that's critical. Fire Nation, have a support structure in place. It is so powerful. Such a good lesson on so many levels, Jim. And what I want to do now is bring things to present times. I want to talk about you today because, Jim, you've come a long way. You've done a lot of things. Now you're podcasting. You're off on your next venture. What is one thing that just has you really fired up right now? I really enjoy working on, in this case, Microblogger, while it's small, because you know everybody that emails me, I, I have the time to email them back. It reminds me of when I started bargaineering when you know I'd get emails, I'd be able to respond within a couple hours. And I miss the closeness with the audience that you have when it's still relatively small. I know near the end of bargaineering, I, it was like 20,000 people a day. The, now, 20,000 people didn't email me, but if 100 did, I, there's almost no way I'd be able to respond in a short period of time. Like it's just not feasible. And so that closest is what I, on one hand, it's like, you always want to be bigger, you know, and make more money and all this stuff, but it's kind of nice to cherish the smaller group and build real, real relationships with people and finding about, about their hopes and their dreams and what they're doing. And, you know, it's, it's, that's what I'm actually really excited about right now. 
And I think that's a great lesson for Fire Nation right now. When you're first starting, guys, you know, when you're getting kicked off and you're getting like two, three email subscribers every single day, you're getting one person that's tweeting you, maybe a social media message. Take the time when you have it now to respond to those people that are reaching out to you, your fans, your followers, your avatars. Reach back out to them. My favorite words, and you know, my good friend Derek Halpern has coined this in a great way. Respond with, what are you struggling with right now? If they're reaching out to you and they're making a comment, you know, thank them for that. But then ask them what they're struggling with. That's going to be the basis where you can build and take your brand. As you listen to people that have found you that are that perfect avatar, ask them what they're struggling with and then go from there. And Jim, before we hit the lightning rounds, let's thank our sponsors. Ah, we'd all like to avoid the dreary side of business, the paperwork, but we can't. If you've decided to take the leap and start your business, you're probably knee-deep in securing financing, getting licensing, ironing out budgets. You may find the creative side of your brain craving attention. Luckily, there is one task you need to do that is more creative. You need to get a few designs in place so you can begin connecting with clients. With a powerful logo, website, and social media design, you'll be able to promote your business both in person and online right away. At 99designs, you can get anything designed in just one week for a startup-friendly price. 99designs can help you build your client base before you even open the doors. What if you could start your next project design today and have dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? Well, you can. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Let's face it, the legal system is complicated, and frankly, there are better things you could be doing with your time, like working on building your audience and creating products and services that help them. Thankfully, LegalZoom is here for you. If you're thinking about starting a business, forming an LLC, getting a trademark, LegalZoom gets the job done right. You'll get the personal attention you need, and they'll help you take care of all the details. Do you want peace of mind? I don't blame you. Starting a business the right way involves a lot of checks and balances. Good thing for us, LegalZoom's been helping small business owners for over 14 years, and they've received an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. For a $10 discount on services, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. That's LegalZoom.com, discount code FIRE. LegalZoom provides legal help through independent attorneys and self-help services, but it's not a law firm. Go to LegalZoom.com, enter discount code FIRE. And Jim... We've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning rounds, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I'm ready to blow some minds. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear of not doing what I was, quote-unquote, supposed to do. Right? I had that path, and now here I was saying, you know what? I'm going to stray a little bit, and I'm going to be an entrepreneur, and I'm going to basically hunt for my own food. And so that was... That, that scared me for a little bit, but you know, you embrace that fear and just dive right in. What is the best advice, Jim, you've ever received? Listen to your audience and you know, embrace the lean startup mentality of getting a minimum viable anything out the door and then just iterating on that. You know, like you said, Derek says, ask people what they're struggling with. Find out what your audience wants and then build something for them. 
minimally viable product, that Eric Reese method. And Fire Nation, eofire.com slash Eric Reese. We had him on the show. He describes this so eloquently. Every time we launch a product here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we don't create it till we have proof of concept. And what's proof of concept? At least $10,000 in pre-sales. We just launched Entrepreneur on Fire but there was just a live webinar telling people about that product, Jim. We didn't actually create it until we had $10,000 in pre-sales. Now we know it's validated. Now we go forward. So Jim, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. This is a habit and now born out of necessity once you have kids, but waking up early. (laughs) There are fewer distractions. Everybody else is still asleep. Your mind's the freshest. You can get your work done before the kids come in and say, hey, I want breakfast. (laughs) So true. In the army gym, I developed the mentality because it was drilled into me that we get more stuff done before 9am than the rest of the world does all day. And by taking that mentality gym and applying it to the entrepreneurial world, where a lot of people take advantage of the fact that they don't have to get up early, so they don't, I still have my alarm clock go off at 5am every single day. I'm out of bed by 530, 5.20 at the latest showered, I'm sitting on my computer before 6 a.m. And guess what, Jim? By 9 a.m., I've already done three incredible focus hours of work. And that sets me up for the day for me to be in control of my day instead of let it control me. And Jim, give us an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners. Uh, it's an image editing thing called PicMonkey, which lets you just create beautiful images that you know, basically a lot of the things that you could do in Photoshop now through a web-based editor that's so simple and so quick. I like it because it's fast. Boom. It's fast. It's quick. It's easy. It's powerful. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Jim Wang. Jim, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? Oh, this book actually comes from uh, Ramit Sethi. Told me to read Tested Advertising Methods by John Caples. And this book is like, it looks like it was made in like the 70s, but it's absolutely brilliant. It teaches you from what he learned doing uh, mail order advertisements in magazines. And a lot of the principles that apply then apply today on the internet. Everything from, you know, how to write copy, how to do headlines, how to write small ads, like everything. It's, there's some dated stuff in there just because it comes from a different era. But for the most part, it's extremely valuable. I recommend it to anyone. We're still human beings, Jim. We still respond to the same things. (laughs) So Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Jim, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. You just woke up, comprehended all of this and walked outside, Jim. What do you do? I would try to find you because you know everybody. (laughs) No, seriously. My favorite answer ever. (laughs) I'd, I'd go back to, you know, you got to build up your network, your support system, your professional network, everything. Because I once, you know, there was an article floating around the internet that says, you know, people on their deathbeds, what do they think about? They don't think about stuff. They think about their relationships. And I've learned in business that, you know, 
everything is based on relationships. In the personal life, everything's based on relationships. So I would actually just go out and just start meeting people and try to build up that support structure again. Jim, I have so enjoyed hearing your journey, you know, your rise to selling bargaineering for $3 million, you know, your reinvention with your new, much smaller, but much more intimate site right now and the podcast. I mean, you have so many things going on that I'm quite envious of and excited for you. But let's end this by you giving Fire Nation, us, one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Whatever you're thinking about doing, just start it. Just start right now. Treat it as a learning process. Don't put pressure on yourself, but just go after it 100%. And either you'll fail, and that's fine. You'll learn something, or you'll succeed, and that's awesome. Either way, you, you won't fail or succeed if you don't start it. You won't learn anything. You, you'll do nothing if you do nothing. So start something right now and see what happens. And to find me, I'd love if you come to microblogger.com slash fire. I learned that tip from you. Yay. Yeah, they'll show up. And if you want to hear more about what I'm doing and how I can help you, you know, send me an email, jim at microblogger.com. I'd love to meet any and everyone from Fire Nation. Yeah. Well, Jim, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've been chatting about, the book you recommended from the 1930s, the resource, all of your contact information at eofire.com and just type Jim in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up. And Fire Nation, microblogger.com slash fire. Pretty interested to see what that page holds. And Jim, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. It was fun. Fire Nation, are you in a mastermind? How about joining hundreds of fellow podcasters who can help you navigate iTunes, Adobe Audition, and other programs that you might be struggling with? Podcasters Paradise has it all. And in addition to an amazing community of over 350 podcasters, Paradise offers you all the video tutorials, tools, and resources you need to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Come check out one of our live webinars at podcastersparadise.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 